Hey Deerfooters, I'm Chief Craig and I'm the director of Deerfoot Lodge Adirondack. We're here today on the upper ball field. It's a place where many a Deerfoot battle has been finished. Every game of naval battle ends right here at the flagpole and most of the time when we play trench dodgeball we play it right here. And we're going to read a story about battle today from the book of Judges. If you've been tracking with me the last few weeks you know that we've been looking at the story of Gideon in Judges chapters 6 and 7. Today we'll be in chapter 7 and we're going to hear about the Lord using Gideon and his army in battle against the Midianites. Gideon has assembled a formidable force. He has 30,000 men at his command. But there's only one problem. The Lord says, that's too many. Let me read for you. In verse 2 of chapter 7 it says, the Lord said to Gideon, you have too many warriors with you. If I let all of you fight the Midianites, the Israelites will boast to me that they saved themselves by their own strength. This is a key verse in understanding what the Lord is about to show us. Because we're going to see a story unfold here in which God himself is the hero. No Israelite, not even Gideon, can claim this victory. We'll see how. The first thing God tells Gideon is that he should instruct his troops that if any of them are scared or if any of them simply want to go home, that they should go. And they do. Two-thirds of Gideon's army leaves right then. So, just to imagine what it would look like with these dodgeballs, we'll get rid of two-thirds of them right now. All Gideon was left with was one-third of his troops, about 10,000 men. This was no longer the formidable force that Gideon had hoped to take into battle. But the Lord wasn't done. The Lord had another test for Gideon. He said, take the troops to a stream and let them drink. And all those troops that drink like a warrior, that scoop up water in their hands, and lap it up. Those are the troops that I want under your command, Gideon. Well, there's only one problem. Only 300 troops drank that way. And so again, Gideon's army was drastically reduced. After starting with 30,000, Gideon now had 300 men with which to defend Israel against the vast Midianite army. Well, it turns out 300 men is plenty for the Lord. Gideon had the men surround the Midianite camp at night. Each man held a ram's horn in one hand and a torch in the other. They hid their torches until Gideon's command, and when Gideon told them, they all showed their torches and blew their ram's horns, and the Midianites were convinced in the dark that they were surrounded by a huge, vast army. <clears throat> they were confused, and in their confusion, they panicked. The Midianites ran this way and that way. They even fought each other in the midst of the confusion. And all Gideon and the Israelite army had to do was to give chase. The Lord won an impossible battle for them with only 300 men. It was unmistakably the Lord's work. And that was his intention from the start. 
Brothers, the reason I'm sharing this story with you is because God has intentions for your life and mine as well. He intends for the work of our lives to be unmistakably His work. He intends to be the hero of our stories. I want to share with you from the book of John in chapter 15. Jesus tells us something not so different from what Gideon heard from God. The Lord wanted to win the day for Gideon. The Lord wanted to be the hero of that story because he knew that Gideon was helpless apart from him. Our situation is not so different. I'm reading from John chapter 15, verse 4. Jesus says, Remain in me, and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine, and you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Yes, I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who remain in me, and I in them, will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Brothers, we as Christians need to realize that apart from Jesus, we can do nothing. We are helpless against the sin in our lives to save ourselves. Only Jesus can do that. We are helpless to accomplish the work of the kingdom of God unless it is God's intention that that work be done. We need to be aligned with God's purposes to be so full of the truth of this book, the Bible, that we live out its intentions with our lives, that we're doing the things that God wants done, because apart from Him, we can do nothing. The temptation for us is similar to the temptations that Gideon faced. We know that Gideon likes to hide, that he's often afraid. We're often tempted to be afraid, to live in fear, to be safe, to do nothing for God. And his kingdom. We also can be tempted to overcorrect in the other direction. We can be tempted to be a hero, to be proud of ourselves and the things that we've done, to act as if we can somehow pile up enough good works that will impress God. But compared to God's holiness, the good things that we do are like filthy rags. This is not a fight that we can win. Apart from Jesus, we can do nothing. So the right path for us is a path not of hiding, not of being a hero, but instead of courageous submission. Brothers, let's be courageous in submitting to God's will. As John 15 says, let's abide with Christ. Be so close to him that we know his intentions for our lives and we can live them out in obedience. Let's be courageously submitted to God's will, to obey Jesus, to live a life of love. First, loving God. Second, loving the people around us. We are called to live a life of courageous submission. For those of you that are willing to take a little more time and look deeper to see what courageous submission is all about, you can look at some very familiar Deerfoot verses. First, you can look in Joshua chapter 1 and read the Lord's charge to Joshua in verses 8 and 9. It is a charge about courageous submission. You can also look at the life of David. In 1 Samuel chapter 17, David battles Goliath. Look closely and see to whom the battle belongs. Spoiler alert, the battle belongs to the Lord. We sing about it all the time at camp. 
You can also look in 1 Chronicles chapter 28, where David gives instructions to his son Solomon. These instructions are about courageous submission, to know the Lord your God intimately so that you can obey him, and to be strong and courageous to do the work that he's called us to do. Brothers, be strong and courageous. Let's submit to God with courage to go where he calls us to go, to do what he calls us to do, and recognize that nothing we can do can save us on our own.